Welcome to Annie Bros episode 145. Today is a glorious day, as Kenny has finally watched Zeta Gundam. This was the colony drop that led to the consumption of several Gundam shows, sparking a four-hour recording session. I have split this episode into two parts, so by decree of the Zabi family, please enjoy part one of Mobile Suit Annie Bros. Sorry, are we live? Oh, yeah, um, we're, we're recording. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry about that. Uh, welcome to Annie Bros. Um, as usual, we are the cousins. Uh, you can go to our website, www.anniebrospodcast.com, to get all of our fine and good content that we produce and publish at reasonable speed. And price. Take our word for it. A- and price. It's a very reasonable price. Uh, probably. Uh, we should pay you to <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> I have paid Stacy to listen to our episodes before. <laughs> so maybe the price is a little too high <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but yes, uh, we're the Cousins. Uh, you can see our other friends' podcasts at www.anybrusscreative.com. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Laban Bluff. Yeah, and you can find me on, uh, at Twitter or on Twitter is twitter um at sakoku underscore otaku uh and you can follow us on twitter at annie bros creative so i'm impressed this is the second time we've met to record in a in a single month i think yeah wait is that true is that actually true true. yeah it is january yeah yep with one one day to spare oh maybe this is an annie bros first this (laughs) is definitely going to be an annie bros first 
No, actually, I think there was like a, a spell I remember uh, with Jack where we recorded like three or four weeks. Whoa. Like, and it was it was great. For those three or four weeks, we felt like a legit podcast. <laughs> Living then, the dream. <laughs> but then it actually, then it fe- you know, as it goes, yeah. fell, fell off the wagon pretty soon after that. But yeah. um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So awesome. Uh, what have you been watching? I have been watching a lot of stuff. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so much stuff that it's gonna take a long time to talk about all of it. But the first thing I watched, uh, I know I think I, I told you to watch this show, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you did or not, but everyone should watch it. It's called gal and dino oh shoot i totally messed up my homework yeah you absolutely told me to watch it but i got distracted by something else yes uh it is ridiculous i don't understand the show i watched all of it and i still don't i mean i guess i i guess i get it because there's nothing to get i guess (laughs) um what is gal and dino about um that is that's the question isn't it uh Basically, it's this gal or garu, you know, like Japanese fashion mm-hmm. trash girl. Oh, I see. Okay, like a garu girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she lives in an apartment by herself, and she f- finds a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dinosaur Normal. is like... Uh, a small dinosaur. It's like the size of her, kind of. Is and it a it realist? No, it's not realistic. It's not a realistic dinosaur. dino. It's like more like a like a dino from the Flintstones. Yes, 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 just like that. And the dinosaur doesn't talk. The dinosaur understands perfect Japanese. The dinosaur loves ramen. Mm-hmm. The dinosaur knows how to like communicate by pointing and making noise, and. Uh, the dinosaur is smart, but for some reason can't speak. And is some reason like kind of like naive on human culture, but is like smart and knows what to do in times of emergencies. Okay, uh, that's good. The dinosaur can teleport. Like, like by teleport. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You hold the dinosaur. Goku uh, transport. Uh huh. Like. Y- yep, just like that. And you uh hold the dinosaur's hand and be like, "I want to go to the park," and the dinosaur takes you to the park. Um, so that's, that's the premise. And then they proceed to do like the most mundane, basic stuff possible. Like they just kind of do nothing. They just kind of yeah. just hang out <laughs> and like, there it's like, uh, it's like a four coma kind of gag mm, okay. manga format so like each episode is just like a kind of a gag but there isn't like anything extreme happen like the premise is ridiculous but that's Mm it uh now i bet i so i'm sparking some memories in my head is it always the same style of show um (laughs) that sigh uh yes ish like is it is it is it 100 percent anime no okay no it's not i'm getting to that so like 
there's three segments in the show, like three main. The first, so like the first two are like, I don't know, ten minute. No, that's too long. Like five minute. No, Mm -hmm. I don't know. They they're able to equally fit two animated segments in, and each animated segment is like you know the four coma like skit, and then in between the main parts are uh like guest animated 3d cg Hmm. slash it's like it looks like claymation but it's actually 3d cg and they like do these little skits in the middle Hmm. and and they're like one-off little mini stories with no speaking basically but they're all animated in a different 3d cg style kind of sometimes i don't know it's like a kind of showcase for different artists to like do weird stuff and then uh so in between those there's that and then the last segment which is like the last third of the show is all live action Mm. and the dinosaur is literally (laughs) just a guy in a puppet suit oh boy and it's just really surreal (laughs) because it's exactly exactly like the the animated part but it's just Mm. acted out live and oh, I gotta it's check just, the show out. It's sh- it's just bananas, like, dude. It's so weird, and it's really calming and like fun to watch. But you don't understand why, and there's no point, and it's so ridiculous. Okay, but you're just like, <laughs> all right, I'm into it. This is but it show draws you in. Yeah, it does. It draws you in. It's just like really strange. Uh, we found this show. Uh, my wife and I found the show while we were just watching regular TV, and it was on. Uh, mm-hmm. so and we just like we're flipping through and we're just like, what the heck is this? Like, what what is this? And <laughs> so we're, we're watching and it was the animated segment at, when we watched it. So we're like, OK, and we're watching it like this is the weirdest show. And then we saw like the 3D art thing. And we're like, all right, that's interesting. But still, I have no idea what's happening. And then it like just goes into <laughs> live action mode. And we're like, yeah. what the fuck is this show? <laughs> well, it just just follows in the the great tradition of the end of Evangelion cutting to a live crowd. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it, there's like surreal parts. Like it'll just dive into like so it's normal, right? It's just this dinosaur mm-hmm. living with this girl. Like they're just roommates and like they just do regular stuff. But uh like there'll be in in the I feel like the live action segments r- a little too long. Mm-hmm. it's like 10 minutes and you're oh, just wow. and you're just like watching and it's all normal until like the last one minute and then it just cuts to like a spooky guy like watching them from a distance and like hey, 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 hey. and then over the show is over and you're just like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then it's never brought up again ever again and you're just like what the hell and there's always something weird like that that goes on and you're just yeah. like you notice that weird thing and it's just over <laughs> <laughs> no that guy's in your head man it's not there so <laughs> oh god it's it's I, at first i was like this is stupid mm-hmm. but then it, i quickly became like this is great this is genius interesting because okay. it's so stupid and ridiculous but i don't know how it does it but you just want to watch more and find out more and even if you don't find the answers, you're just like, whatever. I just want to watch the girl and the dinosaur okay. do stuff. <laughs> I got to check this out. Okay. Yeah, you you do. It's really just soothing, and you can watch like a couple episodes of it, and 
Nice. Are they full length? It. They're like 20, 24 minutes, twenty five minutes. Or are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like compiled a bunch of like little short stuff in oh, each okay. episode. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, so I was watching that. The other yeah. show I watched or ha- am still currently watching is this show called Oishinbo. Have you heard of this show? Oishinbo. Oishinbo. No. Uh, it's this like anime from the late 80s it's got like real big like touch and uh Meizani Goku vibes from it it's okay. like really that style mm-hmm. um and it's this guy he works for the culture department of a newspaper and their newspaper is celebrating their 100th episode or 100th issue mm-hmm. not 100th it can't be no not 100th issue that's ridiculous their 100th year of production of newspapers oh, okay. yeah, so yeah. uh uh so they're doing the they're gonna they want to do like a ultimate menu ultimate mm. food menu like as their special thing okay and so they the first episode the president who's like this grizzled old kimono wearing president of an old show company yeah. like gets gets the staff together in the big banquet room at this like fancy restaurant and he uh serves them three glasses of water and three blocks of tofu hmm. and is like these three waters came from different places and these three tofus came from different places and you need to identify correctly which one are which but nobody oh knows geez. what's why or what's going on they're just like yeah okay and so only and the main character is like this super slacker like he just like sleeps in the break room and he just like doesn't care about his job and he just sucks Mm-hmm. He just drinks during the day and, like, tries to sneak off. He's not annoying. He just, like, doesn't speak very much, and he's just, like, whatever. Yeah. He's, just, he's just, like, really, like, not interested, just disinterested in everything. Yeah. And so and, – and then juxtaposed with the other new character we just meet in the beginning, who's this, like, ganky girl who's, like, just out of college, and she's working at the newspaper now, and she's super happy. And both of them guess correctly these food items – and so then the president reveals, okay, you two are know what to do. So you're going to be on this new project making the ultimate food uh, menu for our thing. And you're, the guy's just like, whatever. And the girl's like, damn it, I have to work with this slacker. <laughs> and then. Oh, wait, so like it's, like a food, it's like a food it's, anime. It's a food anime. And then over the course of time, you learn. Like, it's legit because, like, uh, many of the restaurants were real restaurants at the time oh. of uh the time of 1988 <laughs> oh damn that sounds interesting then yeah so they go to all these restaurants and they like accurately explain like how you should make gourmet food and like do all this stuff and basically basically you find out that the the slacker guy his father is like an elite gourmet master oh who's geez. who's just a he's a real dick like he oh. made his mom <laughs> like he made his mom so sad that she like worked herself to death like oh serving God. him and he like hates him and wants revenge on him but he he like owns like the like this cl- secret society gourmet club in tokyo where all the elites go and hang out <laughs> and so like this slacker what guy this? knows everything <laughs> about food he like is a food master himself but just as like has turned his back on the gourmet world and hates all of it so over the course of the time, he like is getting convinced that he should like take food more seriously, and like mm-hmm. he wants to beat his dad because his dad yeah. comes in a lot. Like he'll be trying to study some food thing, and like you know they'll go to a restaurant to like 
to like try to find some dish for the ultimate menu and mm-hmm. his dad will like come in with his entourage and just be like like you're you're nothing like you'll never be able to make the food menu like you should quit and give up like your taste is trash oh, and so like he'll he's like trying to beat his dad in the game of that's crazy yeah that's, it's, this is it's totally not what i thought you was gonna be the, se- the show it's that's really awesome. good I'm really into it. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really awesome. Uh, it's all actually available for free on YouTube uh, legally. Oh, the, the, that's cool. Uh, yeah, the rights holder just like is putting it out on YouTube two times a week or something, like subtitled. That's uh, amazing. I'm definitely yeah. gonna check that out. Yeah, so you should you should definitely watch it. It's it's good stuff. Um, and then yeah, the third well, sh- sh- I watched one other show. Well, hold on, I have a. I do, I need to check in on something because um, you haven't yet mentioned uh, a Rumiko Takashi show. Ah, so I'm yes. Just like, <laughs> are you okay? Uh, so I you? started. <laughs> yeah. All right. Since okay, I kind of forgot <laughs> about. We don't have to dwell on it, but <laughs> I know our viewers are interested if you've been able to maintain your your pace. <laughs> I have to. I have to put in. Okay. So my well, my pace for watching anime in general is is up 400 percent, but <laughs> uh but yeah i have to put myself in my in the in the headspace of where i was last time we talked and at that time yeah. i was getting ready to watch rama one half mm-hmm. and i i got like 15 episodes into it mm-hmm. and was like nah <laughs> i'm not oh, into wow. this <laughs> That's impressive. I mean, at the pace you consume anime, that basically is a three episode test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was in I was getting into it and I'm like, all right. The the gags are like okay. Not really that funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why what it was. I'm just like I'm not laughing. I'm just like Interesting. kind of I'm just kinda of like waiting for the next thing to happen. Yeah. There is one gag that uh it made me laugh super hard, actually. But it was the only one in the entire time I watched the show. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's not what you want. And it was just like a one-off gag, like not even made by the main character. Just like a side thing that happened that was really funny. Uh, hmm. uh, Interesting. Yeah. And so I was just like, I, 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 I was watching it, and then I looked up, like, is the ending satisfying? And everyone's like, no, it doesn't end. It just kind of stops. Oh, yeah, that's one of her trademarks. <laughs> And I was like, oh, like if there's no resolution. Yeah. And there's like, I don't care. I, the, the, if the, the anime is just a vehicle for like the gags of like to happen, mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> and so I stopped watching it. I just completely turned it off and was like, well, I'll watch. I'll find something else to watch. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And the third and final uh, show that doesn't relate to the main topic of today that I watched is like, I don't know, this show, it wasn't very good. Uh, it was called like SSSS Gridman. Wait, hold on. And wait, mm, it just wasn't for me. Hold and I, wait, I, I finished it, but I just didn't you, like it. You are such a dick. I can't <laughs> believe. <laughs> it's like losing it over here. I'm so frustrated right now. Okay, we'll have to come back to this because <laughs> I'd love to dive in. Um, so you you watched all of it. You watched all I of did. SSSS Gridman. I did, yeah. And you didn't like it. It's not that I didn't. Okay, I didn't hate it for sure. I didn't hate it, or else yeah. it would have been even harder to watch the whole thing. 
<laughs> but okay. I tried really hard to see what you saw in it. Yeah. And I just I couldn't. How is it like wow. Ava? It's not. It's so like Ava. No. The beginning, the, the like first couple episodes have like uh, some stylistic choices that are like Ava. But like some nice homage callbacks to like cinematography of Ava. Yeah. It's throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's kind of stopped sometimes. Uh, no, I think it didn't really do a good job of capturing the Ava spirit. I, I, I recognize that crafty. it pays o- homage to Ava, but yeah. I just, I just couldn't. I'm like, this isn't doing it for me. You are such a crafty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, what you've essentially done is you have like wrapped the bitter medicine in like a giant thing of cheese and then coated it in peanut butter so that I wouldn't because I we it it's so far off of the topic of today that I can't like chase this um I do want to note that you actually have fulfilled the karmic uh counterbalance to what I watched because we were talking about things that each other thinks that they should watch mm-hmm. um and so I I guess this somewhat explains why I was able to do what I did since the last time we, we talked, um, given the fact that you paid the price of watching SSSS Gridman. Yeah, <laughs> I figured it was the least I could do. I was like, you know, <laughs> he's watching he's watching Zeta Gundam. <laughs> so I can sacrifice 12 episodes of my life to watch oh. the show. And I, I, I didn't even like I, I straight up watched it from the beginning. Like I know I watched the first like three or four episodes when it aired. But yeah. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll go back and watch it all in one go. <laughs> in the middle of all my other extra credit homework that I was doing. I'm thoroughly impressed. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that's fine. People don't have to like we don't have to have the same interests. We can uh, watch, we can I, I definitely <laughs> do want to talk about it. And I, I thought since this is going to be a long one, we could definitely spare some time to like talk about it a little bit if you want. But no, I think it deserves its own thing, and I would get so distracted. Um, <laughs> I actually need to rewatch it, and there's a sequel coming out, so yeah. or like a spiritual sequel, so maybe we can we can come back and and give it its full justice. Um, because it it belongs to a different genre than what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I there were a lot of parts I loved about it, but there yeah. are a lot of parts where I'm just like, okay, dude. uh yeah and just you never won me over on the grid man looking cool i'm just like wow it turns into the megazord (laughs) nice Uh, if i was six years old i'd be pretty stoked but oh yeah i would have loved i would have loved (laughs) grid man even more as a kid yeah it's for kids yeah i will say that the big reveal was like cool yeah right that was cool. There was cool parts where I'm like, yeah, nice, nice, nice. But yeah, just like in general, I'm just like, it's not really feeling Ava, f- Ava to me. It's feeling like oh, interesting. Just like, you know, good, good writing. Yeah. But that's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just I'm like so thoroughly impressed that you found time to fit in four other series. Because here's my next question: What mm-hmm. else have you been watching? <laughs> well. Uh, in preparation for today's uh, mega event, I watched. I'm gonna say I watched all these, even though some of them are rewatches. But yeah. so I rewatched the Mobile Suit Gundam movies, one through three. Yep. 
I rewatched all of Zeta Gundam. I rewatched all of 0083. Nice. I rewatched all of Eighth MS Team. I rewatched Sharp's Counterattack. And then for the first time, I watched The Origin. Nice. I rewatched episode one because when mm-hmm. I first tried watching it, only one episode was out. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But then yeah. kind of forgot about it and didn't keep up with when the new ones came, came out. Because mm-hmm. they were released like a year apart from each other or something like that. Yeah, on like a YouTube channel, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. It was it was a while ago. I think they came out like 2013 or something. So Yeah. Uh so anyway, I watched those and then I finished Unicorn. Kind of like a watch slash rewatch. Mm-hmm. I was in the same boat on that. I had watched the first couple of movies but kind of fell off. So finished up all those loose ends <laughs> and uh then I went out and bought a bunch of gumpla. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> And what you do uh, that's and that's that brings us to right now fantastic well you know what i also did most of that uh i'm still like thoroughly impressed that you were able to tack on extra stuff like i wasn't able to fit in um stardust memories uh gundam 0083 uh, or eighth ms team though fortunately i have recently watched it um but i too uh channeled your capacity to watch anime and um i watched zeta gundam I watched uh, the Mobile Suit Gundam compilation movies, Char's Counterattack, Gundam The Origin, uh, and Zeta Gundam. I finally did it. You finally did it. I finally did it. What a what a glorious day this is. This this calls this calls for a celebration. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Nice. That better be some like Gundam brand beer. (laughs) Um. It's sparkling water, but <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> close enough. I just wanted that 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 crisp sound effect in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So today is going to be uh, today, tomorrow, and probably the next four episodes. Who knows how long this will end up being? Um, this is going to be our dive into Gundam, or more accurately, UC Gundam. Yes. Um, wow. This is. I'm just looking at the show outline. And it's yeah. gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a wild ride, but that's okay. Nice. Uh, so, um, one other thing, a little shout out. Um, we talked about it, I think, last episode. Um, you know, we're exploring different ways to engage with our listeners. Um, and one of the things we did is we did some testing, and we watched um, a piece of one of my favorite Gundam series. One of well, I, I think we both agree it's one of our favorite Gundam series. Um, Gundam 0080, War in the Pocket. We watched a few episodes um, with a listener of the show testing out technology for like co-watching things with people. Um, But uh, he pointed out to us that he had never really seen any Gundam stuff. So I think the place to really start um, because looking at when all this stuff was released, uh, majority of it was the 80s or 79 to, you know, like 85, uh, 88. So, um, I think we should start with this very fundamental question uh, in case there's new listeners or new newer people. Um, what is Gundam? It's kind of a really big question. Yeah, what is Gundam? That is um, something that many of the characters <laughs> yell and ask aloud often within the show. Proclaim uh, it's a... Yeah. Um... Yeah, 
basically the easiest way to explain it to like a casual person who's familiar with western pop culture mm-hmm. is it's it's japanese star wars yep it's 100 percent japanese star <laughs> wars like down to the there's an original series and then there's spin-offs there's prequels there's side stories there's novelizations um, there's a there's, shit ton of toys yeah. <laughs> about based on the designs of the vehicles yep <laughs> Um, toys were a big part of its early success um so when we you know when we say gundam we're talking about the franchise that was started in 1979 with mobile su- mobile suit gundam kido senshi gundam <laughs> very good yeah um i love <laughs> we'll we'll get to, we'll talk about the origins later but i absolutely love the title cards for episodes of the or- of the origin um, cause they're, they hark back to, um, kind of the, the mobile suit compilation movie title cards. Um, yeah. That's, that was the point. They're like, yeah. the, there's like the retro style. This is the, for when the first one popped up, I'm like, Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. This is going to be good. <laughs> um, so Gundam is, uh, the creation of, um, Yoshiyuki Tamino. Uh, he's the, the series creator, um, original mech designer, um he wrote a lot of it he wrote the canon we're going to be talking about today um well boy did he write he's a writer he is a what he he is a writer oh yeah he is a writer (laughs) he's a prolific writer i think every like gundam series has like two different novelizations he um it's also it's also we should also mention he's a crazy person oh absolutely insane but is he (laughs) <laughs> not like and not like Ano. He's not like Ano. He's crazy no. in a different way. He's yeah. just like crazy like a fox. I don't understand him. I don't understand what he's trying to do. He just like goes off on tangents and he's yeah. just like, "Look, it's going to be like this." And then something in his life yeah. changes and he's like, "You know what? I guess it could True. be fine." And then he just changes his mind <laughs> midway through. Um, and you're like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. And, like, we're not going to be the foremost authorities on Tamino. Um, I mean, people can just go just go listen to archives of Anime World Order. Um, they're better at kind of conveying their image of Tamino. But um, I think important to understand in the context of what we're going to be talking about is that he was born in um, 1941 in Japan. And so, you know, infancy in war-torn Japan really came of age in post-war japan um you know sci-fi writer got his kind of break in animation doing storyboards for osama tezuka um at mushi and he he actually worked on um uh why can i never remember astro boy (laughs) i don't want to say tetsalon adam but um astro boy uh and real early pioneer in the in the anime space um and mobile suit gundam was like you know it starts airing in 1979 um it it goes for 50 episodes although it's canceled um i believe i think they i don't know if they intended it to ever end but it it gets canceled i think um but finds tons of success in reruns um gundam um tomino becomes a a key part in the kind of the creation of sunrise which is a, a really big or was a really big animation studio. I mean, they still do stuff. Um, and the series is airing. 
they start making model kits for the the rope giant robots in the in the series those become really popular and that kind of launches gundam as a franchise uh, it becomes super popular in reruns mm-hmm. i don't know if the model kits are the first toy form that comes out i think they sell mm. like literal literal like four kids like action figure oh toys. yes you're probably right and yeah it was it was canceled uh at 43 episodes and it was supposed to have a 50 50 episode run i think oh okay oh that makes sense yeah i i always get that flipped with um some of the other ones because the rest of the rest of gundam is always like if it's not 50 episodes it's not a gundam series it's an yeah, ova it's an um, OVA. <laughs> and within gundam we're gonna be talking about universal century the um Yes, can you please explain this timeline uh, with audio only? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, Gundam actually takes place in what you could what you could argue is our actual history, like the history of the Earth. It's not some um, it's not some different sci-fi planet. It's not some um, alternate reality Earth. Um, I think you know you can look at Macross. I think Macross kind of is more divergent from the the actual history timeline of the earth whereas gundam is like no we're just a few hundred years ahead of where we actually were when they started making the show yeah Um, it's just the the future yeah and so it's it's the universal century which is uh when gundam starts it's uc 79 or 0079 um and that's the that timeline informs like the what you could call like the almost the true reality of a Gundam franchise. Um, and, and a lot of series take place in it and center around the same conflicting nations and, and p- politics and people um, and actors or, or, or actors in the sense of like political actors, but like characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's labeled as you see, because um, in the nineties they started introducing um alternate universe Gundams. Um, And that's probably honestly what a lot of our listeners are going to be more familiar with because I think they have a bit more of a foothold in the States with your casual anime fan, uh, especially because something like Gundam Wing, I think is where we all were introduced to Gundam, or at least our our generation was introduced to Gundam. Our generation. I think like people a little bit younger than us probably have that same kind of uh, jumping in point with like Gundam 00. Yeah, or or maybe even now Gundam with Seed. like, y- yeah, Gundam Seed as well. Maybe Gundam like Iron Blooded Orphans for like really mm-hmm. young people. But uh, yeah, for our Wing was the first Gundam uh, air, air that was aired on uh, Western TV. Mm-hmm. So Wing was like the entry point for all American people who are not already weird otaku buying yeah. like dvds or bootleg vhs tapes from japan like people just kids who could have a- easy access to mech on tv gundam wing was mm-hmm. the the only the first and only thing like well with this yeah <clears throat> um and we'll definitely dive into that um in a minute but kind of the big thing people should understand is that what we're going to be talking about today is the the uc timeline um at the end of this show or the end of our next show we'll probably talk a bit more about um, what are called the AC timeline, alternate century Gundam, um, Gundam Wing, 
Gundam Double O, Gundam Seed, Iron Blooded Orphan, G Gundam. I know. Uh, I have a hard time always calling yeah. it Alternate Century because yeah. <laughs> each show has their own name for their timeline. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know, Wing doesn't take place in Alternate Century. It's called After Colony. And I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, whatever else takes place in. Yeah. You know, Gundam X takes place in After War. They're not the. It's not alternate century at all, <laughs> yep. but it just is like the umbrella term for like all these one-offs that take place within their own contained universe that are not yeah. focused on the the kind of mainline story that Tomino envisioned back in the time. Exactly, um, and kind of the big thing to understand about the setting of UC is that you have um, the Earth, well, you you know you have our our planet where we're. A, um, population is kind of booming. Um, so to uh, deal with that population growth and kind of expand the reaches of humanity, uh, we start making space colonies. Um, and space colonies are gathered together in collections called sides um, that are all within the Earth's um, sphere. They're, they're not, it's not like something where it's like, oh, you're all the way out by Jupiter. It's like they're all pretty much within um, the gravitational sphere of Earth. Yeah, they're in um, orbit around Earth. Yeah. Um, some pretty far orbit. Like, they're not, it's not like International Space Station level orbit, but um, they <coughs> occupy, they're not moon, moon-like. Um, yeah, they're out, they're out by the moon, like in the, yeah. kind of around that, in that ring. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, that timeline uh, originally kicked off in, in UC 0079 with the beginning of the One Year War. Uh, which is a conflict between the Earth uh, Federation and the Principality of Xeon. Um, <coughs> you'll hear those a lot. Uh, Laven <laughs> opened the show uh, signaling his fealty to one of those factions. Um, and the whole story of Gundam is, is centered around really this kind of philosophical discussion of who should have power over the space colonies. Right. Well, it's important to mention that the political situation is that the beginning of the UC timeline basically ushers in a one-world government. Like mm -hmm. they stop having nation states and have, and they just have a one-world federation controlling everything, including the like administ administering the space colonies. Yeah. So what happens is essentially just uh, the. The colonies over time, uh, you know, after 80 years of this, have decided that they would like to have autonomous rule. Um, well, bas basically because of this, like, theory of new types, which we'll get yeah. into. We'll get into that. That's but, an important aspect. <laughs> but, uh, like, uh, a famous philosopher figures out that if humans are to, like, adapt to space life instead of living on the Earth, their lives then they will like uh he theorizes that basically the they will begin to like grow these power like another sense to be able to kind of mm -hmm. have this psychic ability and yeah. further humanity's evolve like humanity will basically evolve because it's not like tied down to earth because the perspective that you have changes when you're not forced to like be on the earth and you look down on it so yeah uh he thinks that because of this that the people living in space should have their own right to self-governance 
and not mm-hmm. be subject to like this giant one or one world federation because yeah. the federation is seems to just like not really they treats them as kind of like exterior satellites literally mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're yeah, just, just refugees out in space that can't live on the earth because the earth is too polluted and yeah like and they're like vassal states like they yeah. they get stuff from the colonies but they don't necessarily give it back um yeah and i think i think new types is something just to dive into before we get into the the nitty-gritty of this because um it's actually like deep into original gundam um and somewhat deep into zeta where like new type is better defined um and better like explained beyond like oh these kids are weird um and i I actually think that it's the easiest way to just to like you see new types are more emotion based um because people who are familiar with wing might recognize that like the core gundam team in in wing they're all new types too but that really just means they're just good pilots (laughs) or like super smart um that's not necessarily what a new type is in the in the uc timeline they really try to drive hard home in Zeta specifically. Like new type mm-hmm. doesn't mean good pilot. That's yeah. not that's not what it is. <laughs> it's uh it's this like it's almost this f- advanced empathy and connection to people, um, and being in space kind of because you're you're not weighed down by the earth's gravity. You have you can expand your mind a bit better. Right. So yeah. It's literally just psychic <laughs> ability. Yeah. Like you can just share yeah it's like the thoughts it's like the board feeling you just sort of yeah. like you just oh, kind of that's, that's a great way to put it you have empathy and full control over what the other people are feeling like yeah. you just like have instant like uh, immediate understanding like oh this is their motivation this is their past mm-hmm. this is what they're doing and like because of this it causes them to like have apprehensions about what they're doing and be like oh i didn't understand that that's their position but now i do yeah. and there's there's really cool interaction with all of them um and new types tend to just find each other um yeah because they i guess they like put out this like field around them so when you're like within the presence of another new type you just like can feel their presence and their yeah their pressure mind pressure like coming out and you're like oh like there's someone over there that i could connect to and they Mm -hmm. get drawn over there yeah and so that kind of sets the stage for what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Universal Century Gundam. All of it. <laughs> Most of it. Most. <laughs> 95% of it. At least, like, the core. Like, the main yeah. core. Yeah. Um, but I think what what might really help contextualize um, this even a bit more is, and we've touched on it every once in a while, but, like, I think our personal history with Gundam is is important to this conversation yeah i would i would agree because um, i you know like i really feel like gundam's like one of the first things we ever bonded over that's the i would argue that's the th- yeah the reason i un- like understood what anime was mm-hmm. and i i probably told you this story but uh yeah i distinctly and i distinctly and clearly remember how this all happened um if you did you want me to share this the story yeah definitely okay um, so i think we have i think we've talked about it a bit but yeah i think it's good to just put it in here with our gundam talk uh, okay yeah uh so basically yeah 
uh, I didn't have access to information <laughs> as a child because <laughs> I didn't have the internet and I didn't know what anything was. And so um, I think I was in I was in third grade and I got a PlayStation one <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I thought that that was cool. And my cousin, older cousins had that. Not you, but my different cousins. Mm-hmm. And they had just like normal games, like snowmobile games and football games. And I was like, all right, this is cool. But then I got a demo disc that had this game on it called Omega Boost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Omega Boost was the coolest game ever. Uh, I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Like, this robot is cool. And, and this, I didn't know anything about anime at this point. Like, I knew about mm-hmm. po- Pokemon and Digimon, and I knew about Speed Racer, okay? Yeah. And, and I didn't know any of those things were from Japan. I just knew they were on TV, and they were cartoons, and they had a certain look to them. Uh, but, uh, so, got the Omega Boost demo, and played that, like, every day, because I just thought it was mm-hmm. the coolest thing ever. Um, it w- it's, a, it's a pretty fun game. I mean, I think it, I, I keep meaning to go back to it and, like, see if it holds up, but I think uh, it would. The, the graphics definitely hold up. It was a really late-generation PS1 game, so it's, like, mm-hmm. pushing it to the limits. I mean, it is a rail shooter, so you cannot freely move around. You're just flying through space. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, whatever. It's it's cool. The story is cool. It's, like, got time travel in it. And uh, the the mech design... Uh, who's the guy? The mech designer for the for Macross is the mech designer for the Omega Boost. Oh, and seriously? I yeah. didn't do that. And uh, Steve Bloom... The voice American voice actor that does like Spike and Tom mm-hmm. from Toonami. he's mm-hmm. the lead character in oh, the geez. in the C- in the FMV. So uh, that's amazing. Yeah, little did I know that was all gonna like tie into each other. But yeah, I just thought the I, seeds. I just thought it was cool and I loved it and I played it every day. And then for some reason or another, I my family went to your family's house mm-hmm. and I brought it with me and I was like. Mm-hmm. You gotta. I remember this. Yeah, you gotta check this out. Like, I found this cool game, and they're like, "You, you guys." I don't remember what your reaction was, but prob- in my mind, you were just like, "Well, how cool could it be? We already know what everything <laughs> is." <laughs> and I'm just like, "I think I got something here, you guys. I think I finally oh, you, brought yeah. something to the table." And so, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we we played it, and you guys were just like into it, and I was. I yeah. felt. I remember feeling really cool. Like, oh yeah, I I found something great. Uh, <laughs> Because usually it was it was always the other way around. Like I would go to your house to get like the scoop on what's up, yeah, and it never goes the opposite way. So, uh, but you kept so you're playing. We're all playing together, and I'm ha- we're all having fun. And then, um, but you're you and your brother kept calling them mobile suits, yeah. And I was just like, what's that? But I didn't want to say what's that. I just mm-hmm. remember sitting on that like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that means, but gonna keep a yeah. mental note and then um so then that was that and i'm i also remember your brother really trying hard to pressure me into letting him borrow the demo disc <laughs> and yeah. i was just like nope nope i'm bringing this home because i if i don't have this i have nothing okay yeah yeah <laughs> so uh so i didn't do that but i think he bought the game like recently after or something but um uh so i went home didn't think anything of it but it was like mm-hmm. within that week I was just flipping through the channels on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and and at that time there was like a Toonami, the Rising Sun, 
I remember. Oh, I love Toonami the Rising Sun. So that came on Saturday mornings. It was just like a, you know, just like a shorter version of Toonami. And uh, mm-hmm. it happened to be Gundam Wing. I didn't know what it was, but I just was flipping through. And I almost flipped away from it. But the character on the screen, like, yelled, like, it's a mobile suit. And I was just like, you know, you can <laughs> imagine the, the new type noise. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I remember those words. And those are cool words that I heard from my cool mm-hmm. cousins. So I'm just like, <laughs> I, uh, like, watched the rest of that episode, like, just, like, diligently. Like, what is this? What's happening? Mm-hmm. And I watched it. I watched it. I watched it. And then, um, you know, there's, like, the bumpers between the commercials for Tsunami, yeah. like, advertising other things. So it, like, said, like, like whatever it says, weekdays, 4 to 7, Tsunami, like, plays all these shows, like Dragon Ball and Gundam Wing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like, okay. I don't know what that, any of that means, but I'm going to watch this now. And so I remember running over to the desk and like grabbing paper and like writing down, like it comes on this time, this time. Okay. Nice. And from then on, every after school, I watched Gundam Wing and I got so into it. Like so into yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, um, I always, whenever we, we reflect on these early times, I'm, I'm always like impressed on how, um, you're much more like, diligent and determined consumer of anime as a kid and i i would just be like okay i need to make sure to get home and get access to the tv remote before my my brother or sister so that i can turn it to tsunami <laughs> or like i need to convince a buddy that we should go home to his place because he doesn't have siblings and we should watch tsunami um wow. yeah and and like yeah it was gundam wing because it was just like on tv um and yeah Yeah, i didn't care about the politics or story i just like when you're you know in third grade all the melodrama seems like so badass you're just like yeah you're (laughs) like yeah like this is i you i don't know how it turns out this way but i just feel like it's like an adult mature show because i'm like yeah it seems like a like a show my parents would watch but it's anime so right (laughs) you know it does it's like it's like the facsimile of an adult show mm-hmm. because your kid brain can't process like why is why is hero yui tearing up this letter in front of serena like what's going on this must mean something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, it's, all, it's all this kind of stuff and like political intrigue there's like factions yeah. and pol- political discussion and you're just like oh man like my parents would yeah. love this show if only they could see the <laughs> anime is not for kids they could watch it and they could understand what i'm doing all this time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so that's kind of the same same on my side is that you know I was just watching Gundam Wing after sh- after school, um, and yeah, it was just big flashy action, mm-hmm. um, and you know they did a very smart thing and they made sure that like the local Walmart and the toy section had the model kits, um, which my brother had a quite a few of. Um, oh yeah, I remember seeing those at the store, but back in those days i didn't yeah. get get to go to the store <laughs> very yeah. often so i didn't really get any of that stuff i just yeah. had to just think about it in my mind i was gonna say and you know i have this memory i i definitely remember the first time we played omega boost um i still think about that game it's um, a good game yeah me too and i remember it was a christmas we would always get together at you know grandma's place for christmas mm-hmm. um and you had a magazine it was like a it was like a 
I want to say it was like a Pojo's okay, or something was, like that. So when you stopped me earlier, I was going to go into yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, go. Because um, uh, I remember you, ha- you had this magazine. It was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, that ties back in. So uh, my grandma took me to the mall for some some reason. I feel like it was Christmas time. We were, I was supposed to buy cr- Christmas presents for people. I think that's the whole. that was the whole plan. Like, she takes me to the mall. Uh, my mom gives me some money. And I, mm-hmm. I go and get stuff, uh, something like that. Anyway, I was there, and this is this is the time. This is Suncoast days, mm-hmm. and uh, I went. I I was just like, not thinking anything of it, and I walked by the Suncoast, and they had a huge Gundam Wing like display. Nice. And I was like, whoa, because you know before then I never even knew of any other humans that liked Gundam Wing. Like no mm-hmm. one in my class cared or knew what that was yeah uh so i was just like whoa this there's like a thing in the store i can get like that's great so i went in there and i found the pojo's magazine it's like this huge like unofficial guide to gundam wing yeah you know, it's like 60 pages or something it's like a, it's like bound like a magazine but it's really thick and, and big mm-hmm. it has like full color print of all this stuff and i i saw that i saw the model kits I didn't really understand what that was, but yeah. uh, I was like, saw the magazine and was like, oh, I have to get this. I have to get this. But my grandma, I remember, was just like, we're not here to get things for you. We're here to get things for other people. Yeah. And I like begged and pleaded. And I'm just like, please buy this for me. Like, please. It was $15. I remember that mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> because I didn't have enough money, but mm-hmm. I had money in my like underwear drawer at home. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I and I remember I having fifteen dollars, and I was like, "If you mm-hmm. buy this for me now, when you drop me off, I'll I'll pay you back. Like I'll give you fifteen dollars of my own money." Mm-hmm. I was just a third grader, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, like I'll trust you that you have enough to do this, like because yeah. the point of this is not for me to buy you things; it's for you to like get things for other people." Yeah. And so I got it, and I and I read it. Man, I read every word on that magazine, like yeah, like <laughs> five thousand times. Because it had, so it had, it was like a guide on Gundam Wing, first and foremost, mm-hmm. like it was Gundam Wing, but it had like the, it had a huge section dedicated to like full page summaries of all the other Gundams mm-hmm. and like full page pictures of like Zeta Gundam and F91 and all these things. Yeah. And so like, this is the first time I saw anything else that was different, like not Gundam Wing. And I'm just like, what? There are other Gundams? And I'm just like... <laughs> flipping through it and reading everything, everything, everything. And in the back, there was like a section on uh, model kits and like how those work mm-hmm. and gu- and video games. Like they had a big thing on Gundam Battle Assault. And I was just oh, like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is my favorite thing. I I think I have that magazine like, still somewhere, but... Uh, oh, I hope you do. Because that was like legit the coolest thing. <laughs> I, I remember, I, I think we spent that whole Christmas just reading it. Yeah, yeah. Just like, check this out. Look at this. And I had already read all of it, so I'm just like, just give it to you. Like, read this. It's it's yeah. it's great. It's the best. I, I took it on the school bus with me every day, and I just like looked mm-hmm. at it and just read through <laughs> it. And even though I read it already, I'm just reading it again, looking at the pictures, yeah. like trying to practice drawing Gundams. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. this. <laughs> and I remember laughing so hard when I first saw the RX-78 because it's so janky compared to like, <laughs> I just watched Gundam Wing and was like, yeah, badass. Mm-hmm. And then I saw like this stupid off-model picture of the RX-78. I'm like, what's this? What? Where did it? <laughs> is this like a fake Gundam? Like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it's a knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And I remember because 
I mean, that was really eye-opening that there was more Gundam. Um, and, you know, eventually, because of the success of Toonami Wing, uh, <laughs> because of the success of Gundam Wing, Toonami um, picks up original Gundam and airs it. I feel like they aired it during Midnight Run. No, no, it was um, on normal normal TV. It was I, on normal? Okay. I watched it. I, And I remember feeling like the absolute in-the-know kid. Because when I saw the the first time they did the teaser for it on Toonami, they're just like, mm -hmm. we're getting this new Gundam. And I'm just like, huh, I already know what that is because of my Pojo's <laughs> unofficial guide to Gundam Wing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and I, I saw that there and, you know, your magazine exposed us to the fact that there was more than Gundam Wing. Um, I remember, like, I would spend what time I could get on the family computer um, like digging through, I found this website. I really wish I could remember what it was, but I found this website that was like an archive of every mobile suit ever. And they had like concept art and sketches and like cockpit design sketches. And so I remember in elementary school, probably fourth or fifth grade, um, I, had, I downloaded everything I could and printed out every single thing I could probably like used all of the family <laughs> printers ink. Yep. Um, but I, I created my own like, and I even like lined it up nice and stapled it. <laughs> it was like a, just a thing of just mech art mm -hmm. um, and just poured over that um, and like cockpit design and grunt mechs and you know different weaponry they all had and all that were those those like line art images that are just yeah. black and white i did i remember those on your wall back in the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'd put them on my wall i had them all around um and it it kind of grew from there because like um, it definitely didn't stop <laughs> just no <laughs> it was just kind of kept going because gundam wing we'd watch a lot um then they got gundam watch all of that or all, all that we all that I could like Gundam's really long. I mean, Wing's really long, but um, when you're a kid, that's I always great. felt it was you're just yeah like, yeah more Gundam. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually, like Adult Swim got um, 0083 Stardust Memories. Um, was that on Adult Swim or was I, or is that on Toonami Midnight Run? That might have been on Midnight Run. Yeah, because I remember seeing promos for that, too, and also having the same feeling, like, I already know what this is, based on... <laughs> but I was getting really excited, because <clears throat> yeah. for what felt like, in my kid brain, like, for 10 years, I've been looking at this <laughs> Pojo's magazine, wondering how I can watch these other Gundams, and mm. then, like, they're, like, coming out on TV, like, one after another, and I'm like, oh, no, I, I finally get to watch them. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just stuff started coming out, where it was like, oh, we could see more and more Gundam, and you, we got, like, uh, 08MS team um, you know eventually I feel like somebody aired well I, I mean we'd be remiss not to mention um, Endless Waltz which I think was like a, a, a you know big moment in our in our childhood um, yeah that was like, like the coolest movie ever like hands down yeah. number one of all time <laughs> I'm like there's a sequel like oh awesome I, I recorded the I remember recording the last episode of Gundam Wing on VHS tape mm -hmm. and just <laughs> watching it like a thousand times cuz it has the coolest fights, cool music. Yeah. Has the cut like the the in 
what's that called? Like cut in song uh, of um, oh yeah of just communication like during the mm-hmm. last part. I'm like, this is so cool. Oh, you know, you know <laughs> what's going down when the theme song cuts in. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I watched that a million billion times. Like he destroys the thing yeah. with the big beam cannon. Yep, shooting Libra. Yep, so oh, cool. Man. But then, yeah, in this wall, I'm just like, there's more. There's something happens after. Like, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so it's just like kind of this this all-consuming thing, and it was really. I always felt like, it was. That was kind of like the the core, <laughs> of what we found interesting, or at least you know what I I speak for myself. What I found interesting is like okay how does this relate to gundam like is this a mech show too um is this a like a a war show like that type of thing where it's like okay let's let's compare and contrast like are these robots as cool as a gundam um you know that type of stuff and it became this touchstone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and it's always been you know like seen like so much um and you know in the last like few weeks, it really hasn't been. I, I mean, it ha- it's less than a month. We've consumed so much Gundam, <laughs> and it hasn't. You know, for me, it hasn't been difficult at all to watch, like, two plus hours of Gundam a night. Um, and so I have this really like weird question to ask mm-hmm. uh, before we get into Zeta. But like, are we anime fans or are we actually just Gundam fans? that and forgot and we forgot and we've been like stuck watching everything else because <laughs> like just waiting for it at to least, be gundam again <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least for me like i could maybe do like 90 minutes of anime a night um where it's like like a new series uh or that i'm trying to follow along i'll watch like three episodes or something and i'm just like okay I'm, I'm tired i gotta i gotta go to bed but like i would watch like six episodes of zeta and be like the only reason I'm going to bed is because I have to be up for work. It's not because I have to stop. Yeah, yeah. Or it's not because I'm, like, fatigued from watching this. Um, and so it was just a really interesting experience of being like, oh, this is something that I really like. <laughs> and I don't feel like this when I'm watching most anime. Mm, yeah, that's an interesting question. <clears throat> I think... I think, like, it's... I mean, of course we're anime fans like of course we're not just gundam fans looking for the next gundam um but i mean you have a point that like the jumping off point that's gonna like shape Mm -hmm. your viewpoint and like your values of what you like yeah forever so like mm, for that like you can place it in high regard and place it like you know at Mm -hmm. at the top of your of your likes but i mean without that we wouldn't or i wouldn't have like even tried watching any other anime or cared Mm -hmm. about finding other shows that were like gundam yeah or anything like that like so i would call it like i mean it was like an obvious gateway yeah absolutely and like so for example like watching all of Gundam Wing, all of Gundam Wing, I loved it. You know, as we just said, mm-hmm. but then like something came came out right after like Outlaw Star. I was just oh, yeah. as, just as into it. Like I didn't yeah. feel like I was like this isn't Gundam. I was like this is badass. I love this. So, <laughs> but uh, also in space, also features mechs to a certain degree. Yeah, 
but but I didn't think like this is a Gundam knockoff or like this isn't as cool as Gundam. I was just like, all right, I like this now. It's also mm-hmm. something that's great, equal. Like I didn't rank yeah. it or anything, and mm-hmm. and like that I think is like the key difference in that like no, it was just like the some something that showed us the way. Yeah, but then <laughs> we you can like the other things just as equally. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a fair that's a fair point. I you know um I feel like I still seek out Gundam in like Mecha series which we don't actually get a lot of anymore. Um No. We don't get any I, cool mech series anymore. It sucks. We don't get any cool. Yeah. Um and like I remember being so into um Ald Noah Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, which came out a few years ago because it was like, oh, this is like this is like 08th MS team. Like these these guys are underdogs. They don't have the best equipment. They're losing to a superior force um, in so- some regards. Um, but we don't get mech shows like Gundam anymore. Uh, it's a little easier to find like a more like a a war show or like a space opera. Um, Even a space opera is like few and far between. Yeah, like a lot of like stuff that. Like I feel like the re- nostalgic resurgence type anime mm-hmm. is really targeting like the trigger style of retro, mm-hmm. and not like yeah. the like sunrise realistic version of retro. Yeah, that's like, a good point. Like trigger shows feel nostalgic. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's it's an old style, but it's like in this certain way. But there isn't some studio doing like this is nostalgic in this like other kind of way. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, I don't know if a show could, I don't know if a Gundam series could get greenlit for fifty episodes again. I think Iron Blooded Orphan was the last. I guess uh, we'll talk about this later. But um, I guess that's a lie. There's actually a Gundam show airing right now that's that long. Um, but what I mean is like, I don't think. One, I think they found a better way to tell the story, but I also don't think that there's much of a market anymore, unfortunately, for a 50-episode hard sci-fi realistic robot war series. <laughs> yeah, like there can't be um, Botoms again. It's not going right. to happen. And maybe, you know, maybe that's what made watching Gundam so captivating is like, oh, we don't get this anymore, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a shame. I think just the industry in general is like shifted to such a way where like, you know, it's not gonna make money. It's it's not gonna. Mm -hmm. It's if it's not like some one-off, like in like Anno's creators short series thing, like things like that is when people can make whatever they want. But in the real life, it has to be like, has to be Kimitsu no Yaiba, or it doesn't work. Yeah, I think sci-fi to a certain extent is not as there's just not as big of a market for it whereas like sci-fi is fundamental to the beginning of anime and like the not necessarily the beginning of anime but also like the generation of creators that we cut our teeth on. You know, Hideaki Anno, Tomino, um everybody at Trigger yeah. <laughs> basically. I mean um 
Yeah, we could have like a whole other episode based on just like why do you think sci-fi isn't popular anymore? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't know. stopped making it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean even like Ava. There are yeah. there's nothing like that. Mm-mm. Everything else oh, well, I don't know. I haven't really thought about this very hard, so I don't have a lot to say about it, but uh I don't know. It just seems like it doesn't sell. People don't like it. And if they do make mm-hmm. it, it's like all moed up or like weird or like not. Yeah. Or the mechs are stupid. Or the story <laughs> is really poor and animated mm-hmm. badly. And so it just fails. I don't really yeah. know why this happens, but. I, yeah, I think it's shifted more. Um, I mean, sci fi is just more prevalent in video games. That's where we get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. That's my clumsy segue because I forgot to point something out. Um, a big factor in in my love of Gundam is our, our Gundam video games, um, which I have a collection of. And you mentioned it. Um, my brother and I had um, Gundam Battle Assault 2, uh-huh. which is a 2D fighter. The Gundam Battle Assault um, franchise started out as a, um, as a 2D fighter. And uh, I love that game to death. And it's it was a, like it's a great game. Had so many mechs that had no idea where they were from, because <laughs> it had like, it had heavy arms and wing zero, um, but then it also had like Zeta Gundam and um, Double Zeta Gundam or Psycho Gundam, God Gundam, um, Big Zam, Big Zam, <laughs> <laughs> um, all those things, uh, and that was a big. I love that game um, a lot, and then. During my like second trip to Japan, um, there's a used game store we've talked about it before called Super Potato. Uh-huh. Um, that is just like a, anybody who visits Tokyo should go to go to um, Super Potato and just browse their aisles of like retro video games. I will say browse um, browse and figure out what you like, then go right yeah. across the street to Book Off and <laughs> get it for about thirty percent off. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I. W- I was there, and I um, it was around the time that the Evangelion, um, basically Smash Brothers clone, came out, um, and so I bought it, and I bought a Japanese PS2 to play it on. And then I was like, well, uh, you know, I might as well get every mech video game I can get my hands on, um, and that included a stack of um, Gundam games. Um, so like, I have like the Z- the Zeta Gundam PS1 game, um, the there's this like mobile suit Gundam game for PS One that's like you're in the cockpit of the Gundam. Mm. Um, Journey to Jabro. Journey to Jabro, yeah. Yeah. Um, my my personal favorite Federation versus Eon. Um, I never I never played that one, but it was always at the, vi- the I love it the game rental store, and I always passed it over. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because you you basically can play as the Federation or the Zeon and go through the one year war. Yeah. Ah, good times. Those PS2 yeah. era Gundam games, there are a million of them, and they're yeah, they are. <laughs> and and some of them are really good. Some like of them are kind of weird. Yeah, and there's like a section of them that they're basically just um, chopped up parts of the One Year War. So you have like Journey to Jabro, um, and there's other ones that are like different uh, different sections of the One Year War, and it's like they basically just tweaked the game engine each time yeah um and then they they were like oh we can put all of this in one game okay here's federation versus Leon. 
Um, yeah, Blue Destiny was a fun one, but the controls are weird. Um, the Gundam games were cool, but I never, I never got into them because mm-hmm. I got into Armored Core first. Yeah, Armored Core was better. And then that was my favorite thing ever. I spent a lot of time as a really little kid trying to figure out how to color the mechs like Gundams. <laughs> yep, I was, I was just gonna say this too. Like, in my, you know, I knew playing Armored Core, which I also picked up Armored Core like one, two, and three when I was buying um, used mech games. Um, but like, part of in my mind when we, when I would play them is like, yeah, I understand there's an Armored Core story, but I'm like, I'm just piloting a, a mech, uh, like a mobile suit. This yeah. is Gundam. This is Gundam. <laughs> Of course, it's Gundam. Yeah, I don't care about the real story. This is a Gundam, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I always equip equip the like that laser slasher. It's not a real beam saber, yep, yep. but it, I just right. pretended it was a beam saber for like the split second it gets to come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yep. And so anyway, I played those games a lot, and then mm-hmm. I tried, and then the Gundam games I always thought were not as good. So yeah, I always I switched mean, back true. to Armored that's Core. That's just totally fair because <laughs> you can customize your own mech in Armored Core, and that's way cooler. Yeah. Oh, good times. I, I almost dusted off. I got out the uh, the manuals so I could look at which, which games I have. Um, but I almost got off the PS2 to play some of these games. <laughs> I don't have any games, but I see them at the used game shop near me. Like, just yeah. for pennies. <laughs> there is a free-to-play Gundam game, I think, on the PlayStation right now. There is. It's on PS4 and PS5. There is. It's an online like i keep meaning to check it out battle game yeah yeah i've been it looks a little clunky yeah i think they're on version two right now like mm. it's the second sequel to that game franchise nice but good stuff so gundam is great and we've established gundam that it's great <laughs> yes I, i've been having now a lot of fun we need to start talking about how great <laughs> yeah right i've been having a lot of fun like like re-entering the gundam verse Mm-hmm. absolutely i haven't really thought about gundam for a while and now i'm just like oh yeah it was awesome yeah <laughs> yeah and you know we talked last episode about you know i was trying to do like 2021 new year's resolutions around anime series to watch um and i i made the decision i'm like i'm gonna do zeta gundam finally um i'm gonna i'm gonna take the plunge i'm gonna do this and I'm gonna watch the series, and I am so happy that I did. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna. This is gonna be a little weird because we're gonna talk about Zeta Gundam first, um, because that's what we both kind of watch first, or at least I watched first. Um, and kind of the thing everyone needs to understand is that Zeta Gundam is a sequel to Mobile Suit Gundam, um, and it's after the One Year War. So the f- Principality of Zeon, um, spoiler, loses the one-year war. Um, and what happens in the aftermath, uh, Zeta Gundam takes place eight years after the one-year war ends. Um, and the Federation, you know, still controls everything. Um, the Federation has formed a special Zeon hunting task force um, called the Titans. They're like a, an elite group of um, an elite wing of the military that's going to go and, and clean up the rest of the Xeon forces. Um, and 
their kind of counterweight in the world is an organization called the Anti-Earth Union Group. That's right. Um, or AUG, um, which I'm I'm just going to say AUG from now on <laughs> instead of its full name. That's what everyone, yeah, um, no one <laughs> yeah. says Anti-Earth Union Group. but Anti-Earth Union Group. Um, so Zeta Gundam, you know, tells the story of Ayug kind of being chased and terrorized by the Titans and their efforts to counteract the Titans um, as that organization really slips its bounds uh, and goes from being a anti or a Xeon hunting group to being a, you know, why don't we just take everything over? Uh, <laughs> and uh, Zeta Gundam introduces a new, it, it has a lot of, a, a ton of recurring characters from um, the original Gundam, but it introduces the new lead, um, Camille Bidon, uh, a, a young kid from a colony um, that is out on a date, makes the mistake of punching somebody, and causes a inner <laughs> causes a, a war <laughs> in the solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, howdy, like. Well, he doesn't cause the war, but he is a... Yeah, it's the domino. It's the small domino. (laughs) (laughs) If he didn't punch Jared at that moment, he would have just been living a happy life on his colony. That's true. That's... Hmm. I wonder if Camille was never involved. Mm -hmm. Do you think the Titans would have won? That's a great question. So... Zeta Gundam is a fifty episode <laughs> series. Um, the plot is very complex. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes on. You know, it's it has its own like small arcs. There's the long arc overall of, of AU kind of counterbalancing the Titans, um, and the Titans going real bad. Um, boy, how do we? <laughs> what's the right <laughs> way to tackle this? Like it's so long and hardcore. It's like it has to be. Yeah. Like a history I think podcast now. Like this was the events, yeah. and this is how it went down. Um, so it you know it starts and um, boy, I'm having flashbacks to high school where um, our history, our history teacher, got the idea that the best way to teach history was is in reverse, um, because normally in high school you only get to like the end of world war ii and then you you run out of time to do anything else and so their logic was let's start with modern history and work our way back so that we're talking about a little bit more interesting stuff the issue is at a certain point you're like yeah but what is communism <laughs> <laughs> um, and why were we afraid of it um so with zeta gundam like basically what people need to understand is that the template of gundam the template set up by mobile suit gundam is you have a ragtag group of kids that get conscripted into war um, and you follow their perspective. That's what happens in Gundam. Amuro Ray um, is like in high school, gets into a Gundam. His colony is attacked. Uh, he a bunch them. of people escape onto a ship and then the story progresses from there. Um, Zeta Gundam tweaks this a little. Um, Camille's still a student. Um, but he's very technically gifted. Uh, he's actually done a lot of mobile suit 
like mini mobile suit competitions. It's kind of like a throwaway line, but he's won um, many awards. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Many awards. And he's, he's good at judo. Um, even though he skips class a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and importantly, he is the son of, um, a mobile suit designer and a, um, material scientist. Mm -hmm. And they're both working on the Gundam Mark II. Um, which is so funny. Like it's called Zeta Gundam, but it would like the first first uh, half of the show. I wouldn't say it, half. Zeta I, never shows up. I, I wouldn't say half. I thought this too. I was like, you know, they call mm. it the mid season upgrade, but yeah, it's not. It's less than halfway through when the Zeta shows up. Is it? It's like episode. I want to say like mm, seventeen or no, should've, something like that. Up my notes. It's before twenty for sure, which would be below the halfway mark. Oh, maybe it's a little bit after 20. Okay, ep- it's episode 22. Okay, 22. Uh, his ah, first appearance of Zeta. All right, fair enough. So basically midway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but, you know, it, you're right, though. It's it's less than the halfway point because it's before episode 25. That's true. Um, But, man, there's so much in Zeta. And I, like, let's talk about the cast. Um, So, and it's not really a spoiler just to point out that Ayuk is the good guys and Titans hundred percent bad guys despite their name um, of anti-earth uh yeah they're, they're not against the earth itself they're against no. the earth union it's an anti-earth union group not an anti-earth right, right. union group. <laughs> <laughs> um so you have quattro bagina who looks very similar to a very important character in uh, mobile suit gundam i don't know who you're talking about yeah, um, he's quattro. dashing. He's normal. Yeah, qu- quattro, uh, dashing individual who's a skilled pilot and wears a visor constantly. Um, we'll let you put the put everything together and who this guy might be. Um, but he's wearing for the good guys. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Um, and then you have uh, Camille Bidon, who becomes kind of the central character and the central pilot. Um, he's a new type. Um, then there's Fa, his kind of like on again, off again girlfriend who eventually becomes a pilot. Yeah, not um, fr- not Fra, but Fa. Not Frau. Yeah, Fa. <laughs> Who's Frau? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there's, I, I want to name like the new characters first. You have like, um, God, who else is in Ayug? <laughs> I mean, there's like, I mean, by the end, like, Bright Noah comes back. Bright Noah is a is the the lead, the ca- the commander of White Base from the original Gundam. Uh, he be- he ends up being the ca- the commander for the Argama, which is the main Ayug ship. Uh, or actually, it's not the main Ayug ship. It's like one of the side Ayug ships that becomes the main one. Well, like it's commandeered. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they steal it because it was a Federation ship. <laughs> right. Um. There's cats. Who is um, the adopted son of? It's actually Cots. Wait, but okay. Cots. Yeah, sorry. Cots, uh, who is um, the adoptive son of Hayato and um, Frau uh, from Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, he's one of the original punk kids that's always running around. <laughs> Would you call him Mobile a punk? Suit Gundam. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean they are. They're little jerks. When you're five years old. I don't think you get to be a punk. You just get to be five years old. Okay. 
they're real they're actually realistically depicted children yeah um oh there's a bunch of like side characters like beltor chica irma um amuro ray makes an appearance mm-hmm. uh he is one of the most frustrating characters in zeta gundam he's um, sad what can you do he's very sad <laughs> well yeah we'll talk about amuro and zeta in a minute um boy there's a lot of good characters it's just like chock full of named characters it's just like tomino is just shoving them into zeta gundam i think yeah this is when tomino is firing on all cylinders like the story is interesting and the characters all even the characters i hate like they do like the things that they do that annoy me are like fit for their character and not just like why did they, yeah. why do they write it like that it's just like no yeah. makes sense they should they would do that and it's annoying but they would do that exactly yeah that's you know i it's like a sign of a of a great of a good writer when you like you hate a character but it's not because of how they're written it's because of who they are yeah <laughs> and exactly. it's like oh this, this they're internally consistent and i hate that um you know on the opposite side with the titans um where i guess there's like rakoa and emma there's a honestly i think zeta has like the strongest female cast in any gundam um they just all have the unfortunate uh fate of being in tomino's crosshairs <laughs> <laughs> like everyone dies i think fa is the only significant female that doesn't die um, um that might be true well Haman doesn't die that's true <laughs> okay um yeah so then you have like the the titan side where um I got I lost track of all their commanders, but important people are like Jared, who is uh, Camille's rival. Like the, the guy uh, he punches. The guy he punches in the. The guy he punches. Yeah. <laughs> in the very beginning, it starts everything. Starts the whole thing. <laughs> um. There's Paptimus. Um. Who else? Well, there's Hymem, uh, who is the leader. Who's like a um. He's a he's a member of government. He's like a prime minister or something, but he kind of oversees the titans um there's a lot of people at play uh just a ton of characters in zeta and i like now it's a little bit of an unfair comparison but um zeta gundam is way more mature than mobile suit gundam yeah Um, yeah of course it it, like consistently mature because mobile suit gundam is a is like you know they were selling toys to kids, but they're also like slipping in an anti-war message in there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeta Gundam is way more political, way more um, horrors of war. Uh, there's quite a few. There's quite a few moments where I'm just like, I think my notes are like, "Oh fuck, they gassed a colony." <laughs> <laughs> they do that a lot. Um, yeah, and it's. Like, the crazy thing is, like, you know, Mobile Suit Gundam very much positions, you know, the good guys of the Federation, bad guys are Zeon. Like, that's just how it's narratively set up. Like, you are our protagonists, are on white base. It's a it's a ship that fights for the Federation. Um, they're all Federation soldiers. Feds are the good guys. They win in the end. They have the moral victory. Zeon's defeated. And Zeta Gundam's like, is war really that simple? Mm-hmm. Let's look at this. Um, 
and it really well it like challenges my beliefs <laughs> i i mean okay what you said is true but i think with the exception that i think mobile suit gundam also really dives into that kind of thing not as hard mm-hmm. and is like yeah heavy-handedly as uh, zeta does but yeah. it, it does do the same thing because it's like at the beginning of Z- of mobile suit gundam you're like yeah federation good xeon bad but i mean they introduce characters like Rambaral and they introduce mm-hmm. like char's real motivations and they introduce mm-hmm. like like garen is the worst but yeah. the people around him are like shit he's actually the worst we need to do something about him and the, like the very beginning of mobile suit gundam lays the groundwork for it to be cut and dry and for you to like root yeah. for one side but then mm-hmm. you start to like get slow it gets muddy because you know like the federation's like sorry kids have to be killed sorry do it because it's an order sorry we don't care that you know everyone's dying and then the Xeon people are like do we really want to do this like are we <laughs> actually <laughs> bad and you know there's like interconflict are we the bad guys there's conflict a- everywhere i play even in mobile suit gundam it's just not as like i guess as you said like maturely story told but yeah uh I still, I still think you get glimpses of that, of that like, gr- like blurring of the lines, toward the end mm-hmm. of Mobile Suit Gundam for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think Mobile Suit Gundam matures over time, and like, it becomes so much more than just a kids show. I don't think it's ever a kids show, but it like, Tomino's able to do some really impressive things over the arc of it. But like Zeta is, it's almost like he dials it to eleven. He's just like, we're gonna, we're gonna go to some dark places and really challenge your beliefs um or you we're going to challenge what i set up um and really kind of flip it if yeah. you didn't believe me before it was really like <laughs> this you guys the whole time <laughs> yeah and there's also there's there's more mobile suits in zeta um because you know mobile suits are a new technology in mobile suit gundam like it's it, they just started introducing like Zeon, the principality of Zeon gets a really early advantage because they developed the first true mobile suits, um, and the uh, Federation has to catch up. And you got to sell more toys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you got to sell more toys. Um, like, I want to be able to encapsulate like the the story and the point of Zeta, but it's like it really is. You know, the Federation overreacts to what really is a valid request by the colonies to have more autonomy. Um, and they overreact because of the, like the, the one year war ends up results in the death of like half of, um, humanity's population just gone, um, through certain events we'll talk about later. And they sort of, I mean, just to, just to throw this in, they, they, it's a little bit of a retcon because it's it's from 0083, mm-hmm. but they basically say like the Titans are set up because of the events in 0083. That's where a good they try point. To drop the remnant force tries to drop another thing on Earth. So right. Like, All right, enough of this. We're making the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> and but they, they're they're an overreaction. They're an overcorrection because they end up they essentially become what they're they're hunting. Like they become the worst of Zeon. Um, and it's almost like they also become a bit of a um, 
a place to collect um, remnants of people that probably would have fought for the Zeon, Principality of Zeon. Um, and kind of, but they don't let people in the Titans who are born in space. Oh, that's a good point. Patrimus isn't born in space. I think he's. That's why they all have contempt for him. Oh, okay. And they make him sign the loyalty pledge. Right, right. His blood. He's like whatever. legit. <laughs> he's like the mo. He, he might as well be named Pathemus Zabi. <laughs> like he's. Yeah, he's he's uh crazy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but he's charismatic. Right, he's, right. He's uh good good at his his role. Yeah. So um, a a majority of um. Sorry, can you hear those drums? This is the reality. Sorry, this is the reality of living in Portland. We got our own Ayug marching down the street right now. What? <laughs> well, because I live near an ice building, so um, there's there's weekend protests in front of it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's actually a pretty big crowd tonight. Good for them. But they went by with drums, so. Um. Yeah, and like the kind of one of the things I want to convey about Zeta is um, I think you have to go in understanding that there is a long arc to it and you might not understand where it's going <laughs> as it's developing. Cause I, I certainly felt sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't get what we're aiming at. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't really get the overall plan of Ayug. Um, but it eventually comes together. And the one thing I like about it is that, like it really hammers home ha hammers home realistic consequences for the things that happen like there's a point where um camille uh and quattro they they land on earth and like it takes them a long time to get off earth because it's difficult to get off the planet <laughs> physically get off yeah because they're just like we have to like, find a way to blast that into space. Yeah, we got to find and rockets and stuff. Um, that's that's still hard for people to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I like stuff like that. And then there's like really just like Zeta goes hard, and there's there's multiple instances where they just like either um, in the opening kind of few episodes, you know, some careless soldiers blow a hole in a colony and it results in a lot of death or later on mm -hmm. in the series like um the titans like need a colony to they just gas a colony for some reason <laughs> like i don't remember the, the motivation they, they just do it oh because they're uh aligned with the au yeah so they and yeah so they're basically saying like you know that won't be tolerated around these parts yeah and and they want to like basically just send a message to the other colonies right. like you better work with us or or else yeah you're just a f floating s cylinder in space and we have mobile suits <laughs> and it's so it's just like i think the factions in zeta gundam are just fa really interesting um and while i think like occasionally the titans are just comically evil um i think it's also grounded in a real like I, I kept seeing them as, and we talked about this briefly in the last episode, but kind of as this parallel for um, Supreme Commander of the Allied Powers, which was the 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 governing body that took over post-war Japan, um, and and kind of guided them through reforming their government, um, and it really felt like, oh, here's a group that like 
in theory is just meant to do one thing but they're gonna they're gonna take over everything and dictate how this is gonna go and they're gonna they're gonna be the ones who decide how power is gonna flow um and so i thought that i found that really interesting um yeah yeah they just want the power like whoever holds the earth federation holds the key yeah so we're having it now and you have because we have force and you don't right (laughs) and like it's really interesting because the two the like the two real key actors in uh, in the events of Mobile Suit Gundam are Amuro Ray and Shar Aznable. Um and I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but it turns out Quattro is Shar. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Blew my mind. <laughs> it totally wasn't obvious the second he was on screen. Um <laughs> But, like, one of my favorite aspects of Zeta is it takes these two um, kind of war heroes, um, even though they served on different sides, and it, it explores what, what they're going to be like eight years on. Um, and they're both really lost at certain points of the show. Because, um, like, Char, he's working with Ayug. He has some kind of plan, but he really is just, like, I'm a mobile suit pilot. I'm going to, you know, lend my skill to these guys and I'm running away from my responsibility. Essentially. He gets accused of that a few times. Um, Well, he is. Yeah. He, he runs away from Axis and like joins the earth Federation Mm -hmm. (laughs) as Quattro. Is that explained in the show? Um, yeah. Okay. So like when I'm, talking yeah i'm using my collective brain of everything i've ever read about gundam interesting Uh, yeah i think it's explained in the novel probably okay but uh yeah that's why he's wearing the red federation suit also that makes his uniform yeah uh that's why he's lieutenant quattro oh he's a lieutenant he's not yeah he kind of pulled a char again (laughs) (laughs) I, I think the bet like a par- except for they all know who he really right. is in, in this this time a, around. <laughs> a parallel that kind of kind of works on a certain level is that Shar is essentially the revolver ocelot <laughs> of Gundam because <laughs> he like he has his own agenda and he works for one oh side uh, and occasionally he'll work for the other. Um, you have no idea how good of an ex- <laughs> of a of a like comparison that is because you haven't seen unicorn oh okay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and it becomes it's just on point you'll you'll i'm excited (laughs) for that um but then so like you have char who's kind of running away and and just kind of not um embracing his the reality that he is the son of um zion dekum um who like start it was the philosophical foundation of the principality of zion um and then you have amuro who is you know like under house arrest um and he's being very closely monitored by the federation and by the titans um they don't want him to join join AU, yeah essentially. they don't want him they don't want his <laughs> skills on the au because they know that he's like a fantastic pilot them all um yeah and and they, he, well they also know he's like a hell a new type yeah and that doesn't serve their purpose because they're also you know the titans are all busy spreading misinformation about how no, new types are nonsense mm-hmm, and don't worry mm-hmm. about it while experimenting with cyber new types Right. Um, 
and so that to me was like one of the more fascinating aspects of of zeta is bringing these two much more adult characters um because like char is probably five or ten years older than amaro um maybe like seven years older but now they're both in their like late 20s um and really a kind of adults that have lived through kind of the worst war um and they still have something to offer to the battlefield um and like amuro it, it i was really frustrated because when amuro is introduced he's under house arrest um he has some family money and so he's on this big estate um, on planet earth and um you know frau comes to visit him with uh the three kids from from white base including Kotz. Um, and Kotz is like giving him like a hard time about like, why aren't you out there fighting? Why aren't you, why aren't you putting effort into this? Why aren't you doing something? And like Amuro is like through gritted teeth being like, they are going to kill me. And like everybody ignores this and he's, and just keeps giving him shit for not being like participating in it. And he's like, I'm being watched. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but eventually he does get into the, get into the fight, which I think is really interesting. And then he becomes kind of like a, He's a key side figure um, in Ayug because he he stays on Earth. He, he doesn't really go into space. Um, so he he works with this organization called Karaba, um, which is like a yeah. parallel organization with Ayug. Um, he has this. They're essentially like a guerrilla force. Yeah, uh, with the same ideals as Ayug, so they're aligned. Yeah, and um, man, there's just so much in Zeta. <laughs> like I don't even know the best way to like tackle it, but it's like good um i think the so i mentioned cyber new types um which are people that have been chemically or physically enhanced to have new type abilities um and we'll talk about this in in char's counterattack because there's a pretty central character in there that has this is a cyber new type but zeta gundam like introduces them in waves um and actually they're all some of my favorite characters like um sarah uh for modern Sabe. that's a fourth last name or musume um you know there's quattro and four quattro and four and you know in japanese that doesn't signify death or anything yeah right oh damn that's a really good point i didn't even think about that that makes me angry um oh here we go yeah um and like uh rakoa just so many so many characters <laughs> it's just hard to wait are you saying who's a who's a new type or who's a cyber new type uh i guess both is rakoa rakoa is a straight up new type yeah. Yeah. Um the, you can tell the cyber new types for the, from the, by hair. the ones who need to take well they and need the to drugs. take drugs to not go insane yeah. and they have to uh and they're usually like really unstable. Yeah. That was <laughs> and that's funny cuz like there are all these an aspect of of being a new type is that you can instantly connect with fellow new types like you have this instant emotional bond. Um and so since Camille is a new type like every time he meets, like when he meets four, um, Murasame, um, 
he has like this instant connection and they like have a, a nice day on in new in like new Hong Kong um, together. Um, and then he spends a lot of time trying to like rescue her and, and save her from battle. Um, he spends a lot of time. Yeah. Doing a that. ton of time. All for naught. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone around him is just like, you got to fucking kill her, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she's, uh, she's going to, she's going to, she's not savable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the characters are great, and like, yeah, I think I think you're totally spot on when you say like they're all they're all just so well done that it's really easy to um, find people to root for or find people that you absolutely hate. Like one of the most frustrating things I think in the whole series is Cots, <laughs> um, because he yeah. Uh, so Hayato, who was on White Base, who is the pilot for the gun tank, um, he runs a museum on earth for mobile suits and because um Kotz is his adopted son Kotz has a ton of experience piloting mobile suits so he becomes a pilot does he actually pilot them well he's, he says I, I thought it was i thought it was implied that he just like sits in them <laughs> and like and just like plays in him <laughs> i don't know Wouldn't though i don't remember me. but um in my mind i imagine he's just like sitting in this like immovable museum piece yeah. like yeah 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 and then I, i'm just like pew pew pretending he's fighting <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah well he has some skill as a pilot um but he's also consistently reckless and an idiot <laughs> uh and he routinely like Auk has the worst security around their hangar ever because cats like I think it happens at least a dozen times launches in a mobile <laughs> suit that he shouldn't be in and like messes something up. Yeah. I don't understand how they like allow the, the hangar doors to open Yeah, or like how the keys to the Gundam are just sitting in there. I don't know how it's possible for all those things to happen. Yeah. I, I also th wonder this too. Like how, how, how is this happening? <laughs> and like, um, and it's not just, it's just not it's not just cots like everybody <laughs> will go and like and Ma steals a mobile suit at one point camille like camille starts by stealing a gundam mark two <laughs> like yeah but he steals it for the right reason yeah he so does it's okay that's true <laughs> but there are times uh, when it's but like or um i don't un i don't understand how they're allowed to like continue being there yeah like take the after keys they come back <laughs> take the keys out of like, the ignition Right, or, but like, what's crazy is like they come back, right? Like they d they do something reckless, they steal steal a mobile suit and mm -hmm. fly off and do something stupid, and then they come back, and like Bright slaps them around a little bit, puts them in the brig, like don't do don't do that again, and what do they do? They do, do that again. again, like five more it times. It happens like, like like three episodes in a row with Cots, and it's just like, would someone like please a, kill that's this? That's like kid? court martial material. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't you can't just do that. Yeah. If you, if you steal a tank in the army and bring it back, and you're like. <laughs> I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Also, after I get out of the brig, like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you guys should keep me locked up because I'm just gonna keep stealing that tank. Um, <laughs> and you're gonna keep wedding me, so why not? <laughs> yeah. But that being said, while there are, while Cots is kind of annoying, um, one of the really impressive things about State of Gundam is, um, every character has growth, like over the arc yeah. of the show. Um, cause I mean, I, I probably complained to you a few times that Camille is like the most annoying character in the first five episodes. 
but oh yeah he sucks if you can make it past those first five episodes um it's totally worth it because then he actually goes on some like really emotional growth journey over the course of the series um, he does he's not the same character at the end no. at all but well for other reasons yeah that's also true <laughs> but but <laughs> like he, he, yeah he yeah He's like a legitimate guy, mm-hmm. like right before the final battle. He's just like, I'm responsible. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's nice to watch characters grow like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I guess we should talk about the really important thing in Zeta Gundam, mobile suit design. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. And now I would say this is actually where I found Zeta Gundam to be the weakest. Um because we get a really cool Gundam Mark II, which is kind of, um, you know, it, it, pre- like it predates 08MS team, but the Gundam Mark II really looks like the Gundam ground type um, for folks familiar with that but design. But it's more of an, but it's more of a, I mean, it's an actual traditional Gundam. Yeah, yeah. The, gr- the ground type is like a GM right. with more armor. <laughs> um, so and, and you sit in it weird yeah. for some reason. Um, what we mean by like Gundam is like there's a bunch of mobile suits in any Gundam series, but there's always generally one or with more modern series, more modern a- AC series, there's like five. Um, but there's like generally a central, somewhat prototype, unique mobile suit, um, the Gundam. And kind of the telltale thing is like they have um, their head has like a, a V um it looks like a samurai. Yeah, basically. I'm trying to think of what that like an ornament, like a like a V ornament on their their front head, um, and they tend to be white, blue, and red, you know, the classic Gundam colors. Um, although the Gundam Mark II starts out like in this really cool black and blue black. color scheme. Yeah, it's the um, Titans color. Well, the the normal color scheme is like the Federation colors, right? Which they deserve to get uh, owned by not camouflaging their color yeah, scheme. Right. <laughs> like let's have this big stupid white Gundam walking around in the middle of the forest. Like an eighth MS team I was thinking of that. Yeah. Like Zaku like blends in with the trees and the <laughs> this like stupid white robots walking around like I can see you from a mile away, dude. <laughs> oh, you mean like the Hyakushiki? <laughs> the gold. Yeah, gold. The like gold what are you guys doing? <laughs> Even red is like ridiculous. Yeah. Just, like you don't need to be um, that color. Yeah, so Camille starts out, he's piloting the Gundam Mark II um, on episode 22. So Camille, as the, the son of two, like, essentially Gundam designers, um, there's, like, this, there's, it almost feels like an offhand exchange in, like, one of the early episodes after Camille joins the AUG, where he, like, hands a disc to, um, a, a, like, an engineer, and he's like, oh, yeah, here's the Zeta Gundam. This is something I've been working on. And then it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then later on, like the Zeta gun just th- gets delivered. <laughs> it's like, oh here, here's I don't think I don't think he hands it to him. I think he like tries hiding it. He's like, No 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 well, no. Don't look at that. Oh, is that true? Because I know he's like he wants to give it to Emma, right? Yeah, some he wants or he has Rikoa. Some he he gets which one doesn't want to be his mother? I think it's Emma. No, it's Emma. Rik- yeah, Emma doesn't want to be his mom. Um a lot of com- complicated female relationships in Zeta Gundam. Yeah, poor Bright. Bright's just like, ah. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to be home with my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 
Yeah, he he tries like hiding it from the engineer, but the engineer gets it anyway. Yeah. He he's like, listen, like I'll I'll do this for you. And, and sends like, it off. Does Anaheim make the Zeta Gundam? Yeah. 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 Um, and I makes everybody's mobile suits. Everybody's. <laughs> They're a very devious company. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so we have Gundam Mark II, which is a, a pretty standard Gundam. Um, it gets passed off to um, Emma becomes the pilot for the Mark II. Um, she's already trained in it. Yeah, she's, she's trained in a it because she defects from the Titans. Um, that's a really important yeah. point. Um, and eventually. Uh, did they ever explain uh, why only one Mark II exists when they stole two of them? Uh, they they use one of them for parts. Yeah. One of them gets just pretty like banged up. Yeah. And then I think they use the other one for parts. Because um, they mean, steal three. They have they have money. Yeah. They can make That's another one. They, they can. It's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite part in the opening. Because Camille is like a rebellious kid who hates his father because his father's having an affair. So he helps a group of terrorists steal his father's condom. Yeah. He's just like, here, I'm going to well, fly off with you. <laughs> Let's get out of here. That's not the only reason. I that's mean, not the only reason. Uh, he, yeah. he also explains, like, I have been following what's going on, you know, in the news, and I agree with AU. Yeah. He kind of more or less says that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, and the, the Gundam Mark II gets a mid-season upgrade with the... Um, it gets its own, like, flight equipment. I can't remember what it's called. The core? It's not the core booster. I thought it gets a core booster. I don't think it's called a core. Let me find. Because Cots eventually becomes a pilot for it. Core adventure. Uh, I can't find it, but... Oh, the G Defensor. So he gets the G Defensor ah, equipment, um, which gives it a little bit more flair. Because it's, it's like a pretty basic suit um, for a Gundam. But and it eventually gets an upgrade. Uh, and then Camille, you know, pilots the Zeta Gundam, which is... Um, it's not... The Zeta Gundam isn't with the first time we see it in this show, but it's the Zeta Gundam introduces the as the first time a Gundam um, itself transforms into a jet. Um which is something that yeah, you know, that we're super familiar. They just watch Macross, yeah, and they're just like, "Oh, that's a great idea." <laughs> yeah, that's my main my main gripe with uh, Zeta suit design is like, "Oh, you you guys just watch Macross," and you're like, "Yeah, we can do that too." Um, but like, you know, no, with no, Gundam no. Wing, it's the coolest one. <laughs> with Gundam Wing and you know, um, the the title um, Gundam, it it always was able to transform into like its its jet mode. Um, mm -hmm. and so that was something that, you know, I didn't realize originates in Zeta until watching it here. Um, because like everything can transform in Zeta Gundam. Uh, I mean, it's cool because yeah. you can enter the atmosphere with it and fly. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. So it's su super useful technology. Yeah. Um, and then Char Quattro, um, pilots, you know, he starts out in the, a Mark II? No, he starts out no, in a no, Rick he, Diaz, um, yeah. which is a grunt mech that I absolutely love. Um, yeah, me too. The only thing, my only problem with it is that the you sit in the head. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. But otherwise, it looks really cool. <laughs> um, for listeners, generally speaking, the cockpit of a mobile suit is in its chest. 
which is a much more secure location than being yeah. in the head, which is routinely shot off. Um, <laughs> so he pilots the Kakushiki, which is um, this gold <laughs> mobile suit. Um, doesn't transform, but it's pretty. Why is it gold? I don't know. Like because what's the most opposite of red? <laughs> I guess he's like trying he's to like, be. I'm discreet. definitely not Char. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Char would never have a gold mobile suit. Look. <laughs> like Char, uh, what color is your hair? Oh shit. <laughs> Char, why are you wearing sunglasses? It's night. <laughs> I have because he, he has a uh, uh, a war injury. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, solar flare or something yeah. his origin excuse um what other notable suits are there like i mean we get psycho gundam which um i knew of from gundam battle assault um but i didn't realize that it was actually like twice the size of any other gundam um and really just well, shoots yeah. lasers <laughs> yep <laughs> um, and it has a pretty pretty standard boxy gun design but it also spends most of its time in mobile armor mode where it looks like just a flying brick yeah but it's an impenetrable flying brick yeah um because of the cycle frame right we get a ton of just goofy titans mechs they there's like a ton of trans mobile armor transforming um, mobile suits that the Titans use um, to varying degrees of success. Some of them look like bugs. Some of them look like stingrays. Um, they're not my favorite. Like I gotta admit, they're pure. They're purely to sell toys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do get, and I'm actually holding one in my hand as I say this. Um, we get a really great new addition to the Grunt um, mech line with the Nemo, which is like a green. Yeah, standard mobile suit G gm2 yeah gm2 <laughs> basically <laughs> um yeah i'm holding a master grade uh nemo right now in my hand Wait, wow it's a master grade i think so i'm pretty sure is it one 100 scale yeah this is one 100 scale. yeah it's oh. definitely because it's standing next to a one um 144 gun tank and it's definitely bigger than that twice the size um nice yeah um, we get I'm trying to think if there were any like true mobile armors. I guess we do get some mobile armors. There's that one that sifts around that they have a really hard time with. Um, we get the Quibli, which is kind of um, where we see funnels reintroduced. Um, and funnels kind of play a big part in future Gundams. They're they're like independent flying little drones that a new that you have to be a new type to be able to control successfully and they fire lasers and are very deadly um mm -hmm. and that or that a cyber you can be a cyber new type cyber new type yeah that also counts that because the psycho frame inter interfaces with them right um which is kind of okay i'm not the biggest fan of it i just don't like i prefer my mech designs boxy and a lot of these are more organic shapes more rounded um and just not my style not what i like yeah, but you like Evangelion. Yeah, those are different though. Those are those are androids technically. Are they? Yeah, they're not. They're um. Are yeah. No. Is something an android? Okay, a little small aside. Something <laughs> an android if it's made up purely of organic parts. 
Um, I think it's a an android is like a hybrid of cybernetics like and organic. Has to be cybernetic in some way. Yeah, bio machine, giant bio machine mechas is what an Evangelion is described as. So I guess I wouldn't call okay. them an android, but they're like they're more organic than like Gundam is supposed to be realistic. I keep reading, I keep seeing it on Wikipedia like. Gundam ushered in the transition from super robot to realistic robot, um, and like to but me, but it is realistic. They ex- they explain it with sci-fi mumbo jumbo. They has a cycle frame. <laughs> they wave their hands, and it just, I mean, that's not so far fetched. They, yeah. it, it's like I mean, we have drones now, right? And so like little things that you can control just using your mind because of the cycle frame technology. It's all explained. It's not yeah. just like magic. It's like well. It might as well be magic, but it is explained. <laughs> yeah, and like they're okay, and like we get some really cool ones, like the like I said, the Rictius I love. Um, the I actually really like the Hakushiki, um, probably because its shape is cool. Yeah, its shape colors is cool. Is stupid. Well, <laughs> having a, a deep love for Death Stranding, I actually really like gold. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the Hizak. The Hizak is a great. Um, the Hizak, yeah. aka Zaku, with the core of the Zeta. Yeah. <laughs> like it has a Gundam middle part, but the arms and legs and head are Zaku. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. It looks cool. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Uh, well, I mean, we haven't talked about your favorite mobile suit yet. Oh, the O. <laughs> so. Um, I, this is a surprise to me because it's actually, I mean, the first place I saw it was not in Zeta because this is, the, this is my first experience with Zeta Gundam. But um, one of my favorite mobile suits is this big, chunky mobile suit called the O, which I always assumed was um, a, gra- a strictly ground type mobile suit um, because it's like big, kind of desert colors, looks like it would only move around with hover capacity carries a giant rifle has like hidden uh, arms that that wield beam sabers and stuff and i feel like what i've seen it in i feel like it makes an appearance in like 0083 i don't remember it or um is it eighth mess team it's definitely in one of the other series where you see like it has like three pilots or something like that um i could no, be talking so eighth mess team eighth mess team has that big mobile armor who the the main bad guy is building yeah no that's that's st- that has two pilots i gotta like dig through the wiki or something um i don't know i feel like i've seen it somewhere else um and so i was really okay. surprised it's actually paphimus the kind of guy who ends up being the ultimate baddie um it's his mobile suit and <laughs> it's his mobile suit in space um so i do like its design even though it is more rounded edges um i just feel like it if it was on on the ground, I think it, then it's more a more realistic mech. Uh, in space, it feels a little like this is weird. Um, yeah, I mean it's just armor. In space, right. to me, I understand like where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a, a ground unit, but I feel like pr- pr- practically space is a better place for it because mm. you don't have all that mass. Yeah, <laughs> can actually move around in space. Fair point. Yeah, I just think it looks so ugly. It's just a big <laughs> brick. And I'm like, no way, dude. I, I like some chunky mobile suits too, but that one is like too chunky. Yeah. 
Um, man, I really enjoyed watching Zeta Gundam. Um, I think there's a ton of it does a really good job of making you care about characters, and then unfortunately, because um, Tamino has the um, well-earned moniker of "Kill 'Em All," Tamino, a lot of characters end up dying in the course of Zeta, um, which is an unfortunate reality of war. Uh, a lot of them die in um, Tamino's favorite way of killing off a female character, which is having them jump in front of um, their like superior male character. <laughs> yeah, to save exactly. Them. <laughs> They're like, oh, I need to sacrifice my life to save this person, which happens like three or four times um, in <laughs> the course of Zeta. Um, all of my favorite characters end up jumping in front of a beam rifle at one point or another. I do enjoy uh, Emma's death is like very different than usual. Mm-hmm. Like they take her to a secluded place to be like, you're, you're going to die here in this asteroid instead of out in the space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Emma. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, she fought well. Yeah. And everybody, like, Dude. everybody gives it like 110% throughout the, sh- the series. That's true. Yeah. And due to the events, like, the Titans are wiped out. Yeah. So, nice. Go team. They did it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, man, it was, I was like, cause I told you when I, um, when I got Zeta, I was like, oh, I didn't realize this is a 50 episode series. I don't know if I really want to do this, uh, but I'm so glad I did. Cause it really, it was, it actually went a lot faster than I expected. Um, and it's like, yes, to a certain extent, like there's a bunch of battles to like sell toys cause it's, you have to introduce new mechs and stuff. But, like, also, I love the politics of the series. I think, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, ambitions that characters are working towards that either get foiled or they realize them um, or something goes wrong and, like, they have to change their plan or whatnot. But there's, like, a lot going on. It's a very character-driven show. Um, Great cast. Brings back, we essentially get all of, the all of the people that are alive at the end of Mobile Suit Gundam get some Save type one. of yeah. That's a good point. That was Say a lot. Sch- never get the speaking role. Scheduling conflict. Like, so annoyed. So you're yeah. supposed to be a central character. Yeah, I can no. see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she has a lot of things to say about what Shar's up to. Yeah, but guess we don't get to know about those ambitions. There's a lot of um one thing i will warn people about is there's a lot of just random violence in uh zeta gundam (laughs) like you'll have a lot of characters that are like oh the only way to correct camille's behavior is i need to beat the crap out of this kid (laughs) mr wong yeah i mean i don't like wong (laughs) but so so that makes him hitting someone like more annoying Mm mm-hmm but usually, I mean, this might not be a popular opinion, but usually Camille deserved it. Like, most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by and large, yes. Like, if he Like, this isn't like he didn't take out the trash and he called his mom a bitch or something. He, like, stole a Gundam or, like, did some bullshit where, like, it jeopardized the entire ship and operation. So, like, getting a slap yeah. is, like, not really that hard, like, hardcore. 
No, but there's like <laughs> when Mr. Wong is introduced, he's like, oh, he meets Camille. He's like, oh, you're Camille. And he just wails on him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a dick move. Yeah, but all I like all the other characters are just like shouldn't have been late. Sucks for you. Yeah, <laughs> they're soldiers. They're like, oh, we gotta do this. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, you have like you have muster at this time. You don't just like yeah show up because you're playing with toys. <laughs> like no, I I I kind of agree with like what happened. Yeah, like I would have done that, but I'm not like how dare he. I'm just like well, <laughs> he was really complacent about his. Like, roll on the ship, and this is what he gets. Yeah. And, you know, the kind of... We'll get into this a little bit later, but I, I think a really interesting thing about Zeta is um, just kind of the seeds it plants for everything going forward. Because, you know, I imagine... I think it's kind of obvious from... What it what Tomino was able to accomplish in Gundam that there's stuff that he left on the table like you can tell that the story was cut short that he didn't have all the yeah. time he wanted to tell it, um. And so I think in Zeta he's like I'm gonna set the stage for more of my ideas and I'm gonna I'm gonna t I'm gonna say what I want to say and also like I'm gonna line up the dominoes for the rest of Gundam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was my favorite. Ah, it's hard because until I saw Unicorn, it was like without a doubt my favorite Gundam. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't think Unicorn dethrones it, but it it's it might be almost tied. Yeah, like I know it's hard. I mean, you have nothing to say about this because you haven't seen it yet. But True. trust me, it's good. <laughs> It's really good. Like Unicorn. I'm looking forward to it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, you'll like it. It's sh it's shorter, but just like if what it packs in is co is really cool. Mm -hmm. And you get to see everyone's favorite zombie again. <laughs> Who's have, not eight years old this time? I am developing a, a soft spot. So, um, I guess one of the things we didn't talk about is that the remnants of Zeon have occupied an asteroid called axis um and they have their own kind of force and they play a role in the politics of it but one of the key things they have um is that the kind of last remaining heir of the zabi family uh mineva zabi is is there and that'll that'll play a factor into later stuff yeah she doesn't really get to do whatever she wants she's no. <laughs> basically manipulated by Haman, but whatever fine yeah <laughs> it'll be okay we'll it all works it. out in the end <laughs> after a lot of deaths but it's fine yeah basically it sets up so like zeta sets up the stage perfectly for double zeta which because after the at the very end of zeta the neo zeon kind of comes in and is mm -hmm. like time for us to fill that power vacuum yeah um, now that there's no one hunting them they're like oh we can come out now <laughs> yeah basically so the Ayug is basically dead after the last battle, and the t Titans are for sure wiped out. So then that's when the main antagonist of Double Zeta comes into play and starts this, the Neo Zeon War. Dun, dun, dun. Right. <laughs> Which I haven't finished yet. So, uh, I, I mean, I know how it turns out, but I want to watch it. Yeah. And you'll be happy to know that Camille turns out fine. 
Spoiler alert. (laughs) He becomes a doctor. He does. Um, Who, like, do you have a favorite character in Zeta? Mm, That's tough. That's tough. I like I like Sarah mm-hmm. because I think she's like a tragic character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mm, I like Char always. Yeah, he's, always be on Char's side. He's really good in Zeta, and it started making me um, see something that I'll definitely want to talk about once we talk about the rest of the canon. Okay. Um, I f- I I really liked four. Um, definitely like a manic pixie dream girl but um i enjoyed Kinda. yeah <laughs> i enjoyed four a lot uh, i don't know if she's my favorite character i think maybe emma um i liked emma yeah. a lot um you know like it'd be cliche to say camille because he's the main character but i like his growth um yeah no i, I really didn't dislike camille at all like yeah like i said in the before like he was annoying but it wasn't like it was it was always justified mm-hmm. what he was up to i'm just like yeah his actions are based on like his perception and that's yeah it's totally like realistic in this depiction so uh, and makes sense like i really liked um <laughs> he might be my favorite character i think jared is very interesting um God camille's <laughs> camille's rival and he's a titan pilot and he's a bad guy. He's like absolutely a bad guy, but he's like obsessed with being better than Camille and he's a really good pilot. Um I think actually for a certain certain section of the show he's a superior pilot to Camille. Um and Camille is like lucky to not die a few times. Um Yeah. And I just really found myself being like, "Oh wow, I I really hate this guy, but he's such a great character." Um, so he might be my favorite character in Zeta. Um, yeah, he's super realistic. Yeah. Like, he's not just, like, comically bad. No. He's just bad because he's warped and, like, yeah, he just is bad. But, like, he doesn't – he's doing what he thinks is the best, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, really selfish also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a least favorite character in Zeta? Yeah. The – oh, what's her name? She has two names. One oh. when she's being stupid and one <laughs> when she's being a murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate Rosamia so much. It's stupid, stupid character. I maybe maybe that just takes I take back everything I said and that was a dumb character that I, yeah. I could have done without. At a, near the end of Zeta, they shoehorn in um someone who claims to be Camille's sister. And I don't think it's ever really no, no, Spe- she's it, they re- they reveal she's programmed to do that to sneak onto white base and like okay, Argama or not white base to sneak on, yeah. sneak on the Argama, but because then like after that her programmers change like, change her brother to the other person so right right, um and also they end up that dude pilots the worst me- a mobile suit in Zeta, the thing just that like that now speaking of big brick it's just a stupid like pod yeah it's like a it's. It's this thing that, like, I guess it's a really innovative way to do the transformation, but, like, the mech's arms kind of, it 
essentially rotates like 90 degrees and then its two arms form the front and back of this like spaceship and it just looks dumb it's like the dumbest looking thing ever um yeah it's not cool and yeah so everything around <laughs> rosamia is terrible um her motivation out, it, yeah would have been fine but but they need i think they needed like a fill-in for that role to like cause camille's last growth yeah because she he has to realize like well this sucks this whole cyber type thing is sucks and mm -hmm. i have you know he has to like learn the last lesson yeah where he cannot save all these people and true his anger should yeah. be directed at the systems and institutions and not mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. trying to you know save everyone yeah it actually kind of i mean the over the as a result of the final actions of zeta um camille is like incapacitated to a certain degree and in the long arc of Gundam's story, he recovers um, and like goes on to live a life as a doctor. But it it actually bummed me out learning that because I was really hoping that he would get to have like an a, an Amuro role where he's still in it going forward. Oh, um, no, he always want, he learned his lesson. Like he yeah. doesn't want to fight because he's trying to save everyone, and he's mm -hmm. just like, no, it's not worth it. Like I don't want to kill anyone anymore. So he makes the healthy decision and goes and becomes a doctor. <laughs> totally yeah. not a position where you're going to try and save everybody well no he said he wants to save people he doesn't mm. he rejects the reality of like you have to kill yeah in this so he's like no i don't have to i'm actually going to live in ireland <laughs> <laughs> fun little factoid yeah oh man so zeta, zeta, so zeta gundam zeta gundam it was the uh, spark that lit a much bigger fuse <laughs> <laughs> it does it is good i still can't believe you hadn't seen it until now it's yeah. so seminal like you have to watch it again yep absolutely um so yeah uh well this is not a we're not we're, we're probably not, not done, done talking about zeta but no. that th thus concludes our factual recap of our enjoyment of watching zeta absolutely but, uh we shall progress yes into the uc canon um, absolutely because but Oh, go on. Yeah. Because? I was just going to say, um, you know, the original plan was, okay, I'm just going to watch Zeta, and we'll have a conversation about Zeta. And then it was like, oh, but, you know, watching Zeta, like, I should re-watch re Gundam. Um, and if I want to rewatch Gundam, I mean, I might as well also do, like, Char's Counterattack, um, because Zeta contextualized that movie so much more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah 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 <laughs> and then then it was like well if we're gonna do uc we should probably watch the origin and see the beginning of the one-year war um and then honestly i was like well we should probably fit in 0080 and 0083 and 8th ms team um which definitely was on my docket but i just haven't had the time to get to it um and then you were like oh and you, sh you have to watch unicorn because unicorn caps it off um so Zeta Gundam ended up causing this like spiral effect where we consumed the rest of Gundam. I would go as far as to say is Zeta Gundam was the colony drop for <laughs> your life. Yeah. It sparked the beginning of the one year consumption of Gundam and everything around it. <laughs> um, Which is not a bad thing. No. So Okay. Um Man. <laughs> so I went from I, I kind of took a pendulum approach to this. Um, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, 
let's let's wrap it up real quick because yep. I, I really got to use the bathroom. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and then um, start again. Yep. And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs>